This week, when Pastor Winona and myself, we were watching, uh, uh, we have a subscription to what they call iBethel TV, Bill Johnson and uh, some of their seminars and conferences, and they got this, this week, they had a prophetic conference. And uh, two years ago, we went to a conference in Langley, and uh, we, we met a an evangelist in, in town who's got a real passion for souls, and he mentioned they had a, a conference. So we went to the conference, and the gentleman that spoke was a gentleman named Sean Bolts, who is in California in L.A., and his, his ministry and his mission is to the entertainment industry. And uh, he planted a church. I mean, the church doesn't even have a church name. It's called E58, Expressions 58 i got to figure out what that means. But um, they've got a passion to share God's love in Hollywood. And they're making a difference. In that meeting, he had a word for Winona and myself. And actually, I recorded it. We played it back just a few days ago. And uh, so I kept it on my phone. Actually, he, he picked us out. We were in the front row, so it wasn't too hard to catch us. But he picked us out, and while he's coming to me, I'm scrambling for my phone, and I take my phone out, and he kind of laughs, and he gives me a moment to record it. If you ever get a word, you see somebody coming to give you a word, take your phone out and record it, okay? Even if it's Pastor Nelson. If God's moving, um, Pastor Nelson can wait three seconds while you get your phone ready, Okay? God's, God's Word doesn't start like a tap, and once it's running, no, God's Word is in here, and He gives us a picture or a thought. So when you get a word, don't be afraid to say, can you wait a second, grab your phone, and take it out. The technology we have these days is amazing. So anyways, I recorded it. Well, he was speaking at this prophetic conference this week, and we were watching it and Wednesday night, and his premise is love to share God's love, and he challenges us. I mean, uh, the people that he says he's going to love, and, and God, and, and when he says love, what he says is, I want to see through God's eyes. So how does God look at that individual? So he even says when he prophesies, he doesn't prophesy with these eyes, he prophesies with his eyes. So when he speaks and when he shares love with people, he's saying, God, show me what you see in this individual. And that's how he motivates, that's how he operates, that's how he moves. So as he was sharing, Winona and I were really enjoying it, and we were writing a bunch of notes. And then our children came home from um, Wednesday night, Ignite Youth, and we told them, and they were, they were watching a little bit, it was near the end, and his prophecies... He'd, he'd prophesy over somebody. Um, he said, is, is there a Tiffany and a Fred here? And he meant that as a couple, and oh, there was. They'd come up, they stood up, and he says, does March the 18th mean anything to you? Yeah, that's my birthday. Okay. How about September 12th? Yeah, that's our anniversary. I mean, he was picking days out. Then he, he did this, and he didn't just this one. He did it with four or five couples. And it was real funny because he'll get a picture, so he's trying to understand how the picture relates to the couple. So one couple he had, he knew their names, they stood up, and then he, as they stood up, he says, now I've got this funny, funny um, 
picture in my head, I see Howard the Duck. Well, the guy's last name was Howard. And so, as he did that, then God would give him, and then he said, okay, great. And, and he's just, just like this, very, he's not demonstrative, he's just, he's just very flowing. And then he would share them with them what God was saying. Well, he had another session on Thursday, and our kids came home from work early Thursday, and they said, hey, are you watching the session? So, we turned it on, and as we're watching it, I got a phone call from the evangelist that I met a couple years ago. And we were trying to talk with each other. We were trying to connect. And uh, as we were on the phone, I went to another room and we're talking. And he says, hey, I've got Sean Boltz is coming up. And I said, oh, yeah, great. And he says, well, um, I've been praying about it. And how would you like him to come to your church? I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah. So um, he's coming May the 10th which is one of the weekends John Raz is here. That will be a weekend where there will be some people gone to Lillooet. And please don't decline if you're asked to go to Lillooet. Um, but uh, he is available on May the 10th, and uh, so we took the opportunity to say, yeah, we, we'd like to have him. And he ministers via love. He will challenge you, and he will rock you on how you love people. I mean... And, um, and then he, um, he will probably move in the prophetic, and uh, however he'd like to do that, we will receive the gift of the prophet. So that's May the 10th. Territory. It's 12, five minutes before 12. This week, I had a lot of questions. I really wondered, was territory worth it? I, I got to tell you, I, it's like, um, is it really worth it? I realize as I'm having that conversation, I got no choice. <laughs> I've got no choice. Either I get beat up where I am or I get, I, I get him beat up on my way. And I like the alternative, I beat him up on my way. But I had some questions about territory. Um, I came to the, I haven't been in the office much. Uh, and uh, yesterday I came for about four hours and I wrote about three lines. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when your world gets rocked, sometimes you just lose all sense of everything. And um, I just, I, I had a pad of paper and I literally had five or six lines written down. And I have no idea if they were connected. And then last night we were watching another aspect of Bethel and the gentleman that was sharing was talking about love. And as he was sharing, I just felt God pouring into me his love. And this morning I came to the office, and in about, well, actually, it wasn't even this morning. Um, as I was getting ready for bed last night, in about three minutes, God gave me the sermon for this morning. So, if He gave it to me in three minutes, I'm hoping I can deliver it in three minutes. <laughs> Smart man, Brother Wynn. So, if you could turn in your Bibles to Genesis 12... 
I want to show you how love is connected to territory. And uh, this morning we've been just overwhelmed, at least I've been overwhelmed, with the love of God. When you look at the love of God, you find out the love of God doesn't really have reason. The love of God doesn't have logic behind it. The love of God is not something that you can really quantify in a manner of logistics, intellect, reason, but it's amazing. Do you know that He loved you before you were born? He loved you knowing what we would do. And in Genesis chapter 12, I want to read you a couple of verses because I want you to see, I'm going to just read a few verses and I'd like to just connect love with the territory that God has for you. So we're just going to read a few verses here. I might jump around, um, but I'm going to try to see how fast I can get through this. Um, Genesis 12 verse 1, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Then the Lord told Abram, leave your country, your relatives, and your father's house, and go to the land that, and I want you to see this, I will show you. Okay? I want you to understand and see how many I wills are in this passage. So God says, I want you to go to the land that I will show you. So who shows him the land? God. And whether you're looking at spiritual territory or whether you're looking at physical territory, it doesn't matter to me. God's the one that shows you the territory. And when you look at the word, I will show, it actually means that he will, he's inspected it. It's like he knows it already. He's checked it out. He didn't just say, David, oh, what should I do? Oh, he lives in Abbotsford. Okay, i got to get him something close to Abbotsford. No, he he already inspected the area that was for me in the physical and in the spiritual. And he says, David, I've got something to show you. Have you ever said to somebody, I'd like to show you this? And usually when you say that, it's good. You know, like you don't show somebody, I want to show you the mess that I made of your vehicle. No, you say, I want to show you this vehicle that I got you. And there's, there's excitement. And God says, I will show you. So I want you to see, uh, just very quickly, He will show you. Connect this with love, and I will in a moment. Then He says, I will cause you, verse 2, I will cause you. Do you know God wants to cause something in your life? God wants to be the cause in your life. He says, I will cause you to become the father of a great nation. I will bless you, and I love this one, and make you famous, because I've always thought I'd like to be famous. But he says, I will bless you and make you famous. You don't have to try to be. God will take care of whatever needs to be. So he says, I will show you, I will cause you, I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing to others. These are the I wills of God for your life. 
God wants to show you what He has for you. Not you show God what you've got for Him, but He shows you what He's got for you. Not only that, but then He wants to cause you. He wants to be the cause in your life. He wants to be the one that causes things to spring up. He wants to be the one that causes life to flow out from you. Because when the life of God comes out of you, it's the life that is real, and that's the life that will touch somebody else. If that's the life that you've got, it's not going to do a whole lot. So He says, I will cause you. Then he says, I will bless you. God's got a desire to bless you. Man, I like that. I will bless you. Then he also says, I will make you a blessing to others. Not only does God want to bless you, but then in your life, you are to be a blessing to others. You are to be a blessing to others. Everything that you do, when you look at it through the lens of God's love for you, causes you to be in love with other people. And I want my love, I want God's love to flow to them. God wants you to be a blessing to others. Then he also says, I will bless those who bless you. So not only is he now taking care of you, but when you walk in the territory and in the love that God has for you, God causes other people to bless you. He says, I'm going to bless those who bless you. Do you know your relationship with God affects other people? Don't think it's just me and God and we got it all figured out. But when the blessing of God and the territory that God has designed and shown you is alive inside of you, you can't help but want to bless somebody else. A couple weeks ago, we sat in the, uh, the clinic in Surrey for the mammogram. And it's a specific room. And every single lady that comes in there is there for one particular reason. It's not like the emergency clinic where it might be a sore foot, a broken finger, or something else. Every person that walked into that waiting room, and there was 10 to 12 chairs, and by the time we were done, they were basically full, and literally there was three or four of them standing in the hallway. And every one of them was there because they've either been diagnosed with cancer or they've got something that may be cancer and they need to check it out. And every one of them, not one of them, was sitting there smiling and laughing. I don't know everything that's going on, but I looked at that. And one of the thoughts that went through my head is, can you imagine? Can you imagine going to a cancer clinic and walking in there and looking at those ladies that their identity is being robbed, that they are under distress, that they're looking at hopelessness, and you walk in there and you say, I've got good news for you. <laughs> Can you imagine walking into that clinic and you look at them and you take them and you look at their eyes and you put your hand in your face, your their face in your hands, and you look at them and you say, Jesus can heal you. 
<laughs> I sat there. Winona sent me a text message. Um, we we're right beside each other, but that was kind of like an incognito, like spy kind of move. And she sent me a text message, and she said, do you see these people? Now, we dealt with that the day before, so we came back quite happy that day. And the distress, the hopelessness, the despair. One lady, before she even sat down, was grimacing. When Ona said, thank God for cell phones, because everybody, literally everybody was either playing a game, checking their phone, listening to something to distract them. Because they all know they're going to sit in an office with somebody and they're going to say, this is what you've got. And I found you can't negotiate. <laughs> you don't get an opportunity to say, well, would you take $100 instead? You know, it's like a car deal. Here's something, and you go, well, I'm going to counter that. No, they just sit there and go, this is what it is. And I saw these women, a few of them with their husbands, but not all of them. One of them with two daughters, maybe 13 and 11, sitting there. And I'm thinking, God, can you have it sunshine so I can walk and have your shadow, my shadow heal some people? Can you imagine what they would do walking out of there touched by God? Can you imagine that? Sheila, 14 years, three days a week going to dialysis. She says, I don't know what I'm going to do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday because that's been my life. And all of a sudden, she's got hope. And she's got life. And Pastor Nelson said he saw the miracles flowing down and the love was pouring out this morning. The territory that God has for you is because of his love for you. But it's not just for you, it's so that you can bless others. I am not satisfied with just a blessed David club. That doesn't satisfy me. But when I can see other people, when I saw the hopelessness and the tears, they're, they're going like this. When I saw that, it's like, that's not right. Cancer is not of God. It's not of God. And when he says, I've got this territory for you, I saw a territory that I had not seen before. And I'm going after it. I'm going after it because we have victory over it. It does not have us. We have victory over it. I passed my three minutes. Is that okay with you, Wynn? The last part I want you to see out of Genesis 12. Verse 3, says, I'm going to bless those who bless you and curse those that curse you. So God's got it taken care of. God's got it taken care of. So when cancer thinks it's going to curse you, you can turn around and you can say, no, God curse you. And then he says, 
All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. And I am a child of Abraham. And we are children of faith. And when we are children of faith, we are children of Abraham. So the promise that was given to Abraham is also given to you and me because we are heirs of the promise as children of God. So all the families of the earth will be blessed. So everybody I come contact with, I'm expecting that they should be blessed. I heard a couple people say amen. I'll give you a second chance. Everybody that I come in contact with as a family and as a child of God, I'm expecting that they should be blessed. They'll either be blessed by my presence or they'll be blessed because I leave their presence. Come on, smile. But when we have an attitude that I live a life that's blessed and I have the I wills of God behind me, then I can do things that nobody else can do. And I have an expectation that my territory is going to be a blessed territory. Now I want you to turn to one other passage very quickly in Deuteronomy. And I'll close with this. And I'm telling you the truth. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. That was a joke, by the way. I, I'll, I'll, my humor is just not with me. Genesis, Deuteronomy number 7. I want you to see his, his reason for choosing. In verse uh, 7, it says, The Lord did not choose you and lavish, like, this is how God operates. He lavishes His love. He, he lavishes His love. I mean, have you ever been to a lavish place? I mean, it's just excessive. It's like ridiculous. It's too much. It's so much, He should have given some to somebody else kind of love. It's so much that it just goes beyond like, oh, no, it's lavishing. Have you ever lavished something on someone? It says, the Lord did not choose you and lavish his love on you because you were larger or greater than any other nation. For you were the smallest of all nations. You were the There was nothing you did that says, oh, I'm going to pick him. You were the smallest of all nations. God's love for you defies reason. His love for you goes beyond the intellect. It goes beyond logic. His love for you is because, it's not because you're great. It's not because you're smart. It's not because you're influential. It's not because you've got this or that. It's because you were the smallest of all. That's what he says to Israel. It was simply, I love this, verse 8. It was simply because the Lord loves you. It was simply because the Lord loves you. God doesn't need a reason to love. He just loves you. It's simply because he loves you. The territory that he's got for you is simply because he loves you. 
He's talking to the nation of Israel who he gave the promise to Abraham and he's coming back to him and he says, I didn't choose you because of this or that. I chose you simply because I love you. The territory that God has for you is simply because he loves you. It's not something you've done. It's not something that you, you wrote out a form and because of your answers on the form, he said, oh, he qualifies for this and he qualifies. No, it's simply because he loves you. And because he was keeping the oath that he swore to your ancestors. It's simply because the Lord loves you and because he was keeping the oath he sworn to your ancestors. That's why the Lord rescued you with such amazing power from slavery under Pharaoh in Egypt. Last week, Pastor Nelson mentioned to me, and I think he put it up on Twitter, but anytime you're attacked in the territory, it's actually attack, an attack on the covenant that God has for you. And the covenant that God has for you is a covenant founded and based and grounded and established in love. So anytime your territory is attacked, what they're doing is they're attacking the love that God has for you and the covenant that He made for you out of His love. Not because you accomplished anything, but simply because He loves you. And it says simply because He loves you, and he remembers his oath. He remembers his covenant. So to wrap this up. Fold it together and put it on a bow. God's got territory for every one of you. But the territory he has for you comes out of his love for you. And when you walk in the territory he has for you, you must be consistent with the way it came. So his territory came to you via love. His territory came to you through love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So when you walk in your territory that God has for you, never stop operating from a basis of love. Because that is the basis on how the foundation and the covenant was established. And that's how the territory was given and derived for the children. It wasn't because they were great or big. They were the smallest. It doesn't matter on anything that you qualify. You get it simply because he loves you and he remembers his covenant. And because of that, when you operate in your territory, and one of the territories I'm going to tell you is, is we are going to be walking in a territory of cancer. We're going to be walking in a territory of strong mental health. We're going to be walking in a territory of deliverance. We're going to be walking in a territory. We're going to enter a room and darkness will flee. Not because we're flexing our muscles, but because we're walking in love. And the love that we have is how we operate through and in our territory. So this week I was saying, God, what's territory? I was seriously wondering... If it's worth it, you bet your dollar it is. You betcha it's worth it. 
Because when I saw people desperate, all it did was cause that compassion to even... I thought I was a compassionate person. I'm sitting there. And it grips you. And it's through love that that flows. So I want to encourage you. The territory that God has for you is based on and established and founded in His love for you. Simply because He loves you. So the riches and the beauty and the amazing things that God has shown you are because He loves you. And when you operate and when you function and walk in those areas and you start moving in those areas, never stop operating out of the way that He gave it to you via love. That's how you transfer it to others. And then you will see Genesis chapter 12 when he says, and all the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Why? Because you're operating in the way that He brought you to the territory. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. We're going to pray over the soup. That was about as anticlimactic as you can come. But that's okay. I'm working on it. Today when we have soup, try to exercise love. I mean, it's a safe place. So exercise love to somebody that you're having soup with today. Get good at it here so that when you go out there, you've already got some practice because it's not just for these walls. It is not. It's not just for Abbotsford. It's not just for British Columbia. It's not just for Canada. It's for all who would believe. I mean, I'm, I better stop now because I might start up again. Amen. You ready for some soup? Hallelujah. God, I thank you for all the soup that we have. You are such an amazing God, a father that loves your kids simply because you love us. Lord, and I thank you that you take me in my wrecked state, in my confused state, in my wandering state, and you just say, it's simply because I love you. And I made a covenant with you, David, and I'm not going to go back. Lord, would you cause that to germinate inside of us, that we would operate, flow, and function the same way that you dispensed it to us, we would dispense it to others. Bless the soup, and let us practice keeping our love on in your name. Amen. God bless you. Everyone is welcome to join us and to have a great week, great time of soup.